Are nanoparticles in food a no-no? Our world is teeming with nano everything, ranging from nano cars and iPod Nano, I'm still having trouble letting go, to nano drones and nano Wi-Fi routers. The irony, these are not nano in size at all. They are large-scale devices and implementations that are visible to the naked eye, therefore residing in the millimeter to meter range. But there is one field where the word nano is rarely used in the world of food, and curiously, nanoscale is a major part of it. So why the hush-hush, and what should we understand about the unseeable agents in the food we consume? It's a nano world after all. The prefix nano is derived from the Greek word nanus, meaning dwarf. As a measurement scale, it means one billionth of a meter. One nanometer is 10 to the negative nine meters. It gets, to get a sense of how small the, to get a sense of how small this nanoscale is, imagine a sheet of paper, which is approximately 10, to get a sense of how small this nanoscale is, imagine a sheet of paper, which is approximately 100,000 nanometers in thickness, or a red blood cell, which is 2,000 to 5,000 nanometers in size. Nanoscales deals with a matter that nanoscale deals with matter that are almost a hundred thousand times smaller than the thickness of one sheet of paper and half the size of a red blood cell. Health Canada Health Canada defines particles between one to a hundred nanometer to be nano in size. We are therefore talking about incredibly small materials. One of the biggest challenges in communicating about food and nanotechnology has been to reduce the public misconception. One of the biggest challenges in communicating about food and nanotechnology has been to reduce the public misconception that every nanomaterial in food is engineered into it and is toxic. This is an entirely false notion. There are many natural foods which contain nanoscale particles and have been eaten safely for thousands of years. Let's take the case of milk and dairy products. Homogenized milk consists of nanometer-sized fat globule droplets that help maintain its structural integrity and contain proteins in the nanoscale range that make digestion of milk easy, especially for infants. There's an image of nanoparticles in homogenized milk. There's a fat globule and casein protein micelles in clusters. And this image looks kind of oops this image is on a grayscale of the fat globules being a lot bigger spheres followed by multiple smaller spheres in clusters for the casein protein micelles the dairy industry has made use of these naturally occurring micro and nano sized structures such as casein micelles, fat globules, and whey proteins to build major types of products including 1. Emulsions, for example, butter. 2. Foams, example, ice cream, whipped cream. 3. Complex liquids, example, milk. 4. Plastic solids, example, cheese. 5. Gel networks, example, yogurt. So we understand that there are natural harmless So we understand that there are natural harmless nanoparticles in our food that we consume daily. However, the main question is, what problems does introducing nanotechnology in food solve? 
Nutrient availability. This may come as a surprise to some, but humans absorb many nutrients poorly. Although the gastrointestinal GI tract facilitates the digestion and absorption of food, fluids, and other biological compounds, absorption for many molecules can be as low as 10%. This reduced availability of certain nutrients had let this reduced availability of certain nutrients has led humans to commonly intake dietary supplements such as vitamin C and zinc. Such overcompensation can sometimes lead to indi- such overcompensation can sometimes lead to ingesting such overcompensation can sometimes lead to ingesting ingesting uh, such overcompensation can sometimes lead to ingesting higher than suggested doses of these supplements. The most common side effects of ingesting high doses, 2 grams per day of vitamin C, can cause nausea, abdominal pain, and diarrhea. Osmotic diarrhea is caused by unabsorbed vitamin C metabolized by bacteria in the colon. Scientists are therefore finding ways to improve availability of nutrients such as vitamins, iron, calcium, and Scientists are therefore finding ways to improve availability of nutrients such as vitamins, iron, calcium, and curcumin debatable effects in the body without the side effects posed by oral administration using nanodelivery systems. Water purification. Clean water is essential to sustain all living organisms. However, increased industrialization and a rapidly expanding global population has placed a high demand for fresh water. This increased burden has also increased the amount of wastewater being generated with aquatic pollutants such as dyes and heavy metals. Since many of these pollutants can have detrimental effect on human health and pose environmental threats, a variety of carbon or metal-based nanoadsorbents are being deployed to remove aquatic pollutants and improve water quality. Changing, changing sensory and physical properties of food. Humans are picky regarding how they experience food, be it with respect to the smell, color, taste, or even the touch. Nanomaterials have been used for decades to encapsulate Nanomaterials have been used for decades to encapsulate the perfect sensory blend. Titanium dioxide functions as a lightning agent in confectionery. Titanium dioxide functions as a lightning agent in confectionery, providing a white, bright appearance. Silicon dioxide is used to thicken paste and carry fragrance or flavor in food. Other major links between nanotechnology and the food industry include extending storage life, enhancing food security, and detection of pathogens, toxins, and pesticides. Is small always better? In 2006, 20 billion US dollars were devoted to nanotechnology. In 2006, 20 billion US dollars were devoted to nanotechnology-based research in agriculture and food processing. Despite the preponderance of nanomaterials used by food industries, our knowledge regarding their safety remains inadequate. The question is, how toxic are nano The question is, how toxic are The question is, how toxic are the question is how toxic are nanomaterials at concentrations at which they are used. It is necessary to address this. It is necessary to address this issue because nanomaterials, due to their minuscule size, affect the body differently than bulkier materials. Nanom- nanoparticles have a high surface area, which means that they can be nano. 
Nanoparticles have a high surface area, which means that they can chemically interact with many biological reactions in the body. Health Canada and other food agencies currently have guidelines for reporting possible adverse effects of food-related nanoparticles on human health. Biological models such as zebrafish and rodents are being used to determine potential toxicological effects of Biological models such as zebrafish and rodents are being used to determine potential toxicological effects of such nanomaterials. Also, once consumed, these nanomat also once consumed, these nanoparticles can enter soup. Also, once consumed, these nanoparticles can enter sewage systems. Sewage water treatments plants. Sewage water treatment plants need to find ways to degrade organic and inorganic nanomaterial water contaminants. Designing organic nanomaterials that are biodegradable, filterable, and minimally adverse to the environment could help decrease their disadvantages. Finally, it will be of critical importance to engage in an open and public conversation on the benefits and drawbacks of a nanotech. Finally, it will be critical. Finally, it will be of critical importance to engage in an open and public conversation on the benefits and drawbacks of a nanotechnology-driven food system, because whether we like it or not, we are its consumers. At the end of this article, there is an image of the development of nanotechnology in the food science sector. In the middle, there is a bubble with functionality, nanotechnology and food science and applicability. So the functionality points upwards to a peach-colored arrow in a box. It enhances physical properties. These include color additives, anti-caking agent, increased tensile strength, increased gas permeability, increased water resistance, and flame resistance. To the right of the square, there is um, the functionality to... To the right of the square, there's another peach square to relate... To the right of the square, there's an additional peach square showing the functionality to protect chemical ingredients such as antioxidant flavors. To the left, there's functionality against biological deterioration. These include antimicrobials and increased bioavailability. And increased bioavailability. Starting from the center again, the applicability there is a green arrow pointing downwards, nano encapsulation such as bio such as bioactive delivery, flavor delivery, nutrient delivery. To the right of this, there's an additional green square of nano sensors, pesticide detection, pathogen detection, toxin detection. To the left, there's an additional green square again for packaging. So there's edible coating, active packaging, intelligent packaging. To the right of this diagram, there's an additional purple diagram with a purple arrow labeled safety assessment pointing to a larger purple square. On the top left, it says unintended exposure of food additives, nano encapsulation, and edible coatings. To the left, there's to the right, there's intended exposure, nano packaging, points downwards to allergies and heavy metal releases, points downwards again to in vitro. Uh, on the left, there's characterization in silico. To the right, there's safety assessment in vivo.